Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord Jesus. You are worthy of all praise and glory and honor. And we worship you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Tonight we pray, Holy Spirit, we cannot do this without you. So tonight, I pray for your help, your anointing. And the same anointing on everyone who is hearing, watching, listening, that they can receive what the Lord has. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. You may be seated around the church tonight. Hallelujah. We're going to start in Second Chronicles chapter 1. While you're getting there, let me set the stage for where we're going. At the beginning of chapter 1, King Solomon well, becomes King Solomon. And he makes a trip to where the tabernacle of the Lord is. And as a new king, he offers sacrifices Unto the Lord. That night, after offering the sacrifices, Solomon goes to sleep and he has a dream. And the Lord asks Solomon a very simple question at the end of verse 7 Ask what I shall give thee. Simple enough. What do you want from me? Now Solomon said the following, and let's start with verse 8. And Solomon said unto God, You have shed great mercy unto David my father, and have made me to reign in his stead. Now, O Lord God, let your promise unto David my father be established, for you have made me king over a people like the dust of the multitude in the earth in multitude. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this thy people that is so great? Now notice what Solomon asked for. He asked for wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom and knowledge. Now let's compare what we saw here in First Second Chronicles chapter one to what is written in First Kings chapter three. In First Kings chapter three, we see verse nine. Give therefore your servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. So what do we see here? Solomon in Second Chronicles has asked for what? Wisdom and knowledge. The way it's written in First Kings to discern good and 
and bad. So what do we see here? When going over this, the Spirit revealed that when we look at the word knowledge, we are to connect the word what to it. As in what is good and what is not good or what is bad. So when we look at knowledge, it's the what. When we look at the word wisdom, that's how. As in, how do we do good? How do we not do bad? So, knowledge is what? What? Wisdom is how. Knowledge, what is the facts? Wisdom, how to do those facts. Now, in First Kings, right after we read about what Solomon asked for to discern good and bad, we have the example of Solomon applying what the Lord gave him. In this scene, two women are arguing over custody of a baby. Both says that the baby is theirs. This is before television and DNA tests done on talk shows. So they couldn't run and find the you're the mother person. No, this was a different time. They went to Solomon, who, in his role of king, was also the Supreme Court of Israel. So basically, if there's any major dispute, the king gets to rule on this. So here is this dispute. Two women. They say that the baby is theirs. One, that's my baby. No, that's my baby. And they're arguing. There is no way in the natural that Solomon should know who's what. So what does Solomon ask for? He asks for a big sword. And he says, we're going to cut the baby in half. You can have half the baby. You can have half the baby. What was the reaction of one woman? Good. If I can't have her, neither can she. The other woman. No, don't kill the baby. Don't. Let her have it. I'd rather the baby live. And Solomon said what? The one who said, let the baby live. She is the mother of the child. Let her have the child. Now, what do we see here? We see the following. We see how. Wisdom is how. Solomon he received the how to apply the knowledge. He might have known who was the mother, but he needed to know how to figure out who was the mother. Wisdom. Wisdom is the how. Knowledge is the what. The what to do good, to do bad. How? To do good. 
how to do bad. Let's turn to the book of Ephesians for a moment. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's start with verse 17, verse 16 actually. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So what do we see? We see our key words that we saw with Solomon. Knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is what? Wisdom is how? So what do we see here? The prayer of Paul is for the Ephesians to have knowledge to know what? And wisdom to know how. When we pray, we need to know what is good and what is bad. We need to know how to do the good and how not to do the bad. Are we together on this? This is the prayer of Paul. Wisdom and knowledge. A few pages over. The book of Colossians chapter 1. And let's look at verse 9. For this cause we also, since today we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So let's look at this once again. Paul is praying for the Colossian church. He has mentioned the word knowledge. Knowledge meaning what? And he is praying for what? The wisdom, the how to use the knowledge. Are we together on this? The prayer of Paul is really the same thing that Solomon prayed for. Solomon prayed for wisdom and knowledge. Paul is praying for the churches to receive wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom being the how, knowledge being the what. To know the good and then to know how to do the good. To know the bad and how not to do the bad. Now, it's easy to say, well, let's start by looking at sin. And that is a good place to start. Because we need to know to do what is good. And that begins with what? Having the knowledge of what is good. And having the knowledge of what is 
bad. But having the knowledge without knowing what to do with it, the how, becomes a problem. Now, what do we see here? We see the prayer for the what and the how. Knowledge and wisdom. Now, how do we know wisdom and knowledge? How did Solomon know it? The Lord gave it to him. How do we know knowledge and wisdom? Through the Holy Ghost. Turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians. The 12th chapter. Let's start with the 8th verse. But, the, but for one is given by the Spirit, the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit. So let's look at this. The gift of what? Wisdom, the gift of knowledge. The what and the how. When we see the word of knowledge, usually there is a what attached to it. When we see a word of wisdom, there is going to be a how attached to it. Knowledge tells us the what. When we see it in the church, how does that pastor, how does that minister know what that person did? Because it is revealed. The what they did is revealed by the Spirit word of knowledge, how to act to get out of that situation, that becomes the wisdom. What they did, what? How to do what they have been called to do, wisdom. Both are needed. We need the knowledge, the what. We need the wisdom, the how. Let's look at an example. Let's go for a moment to Acts, the 26th chapter. In the 26th chapter, the Apostle Paul is testifying in front of Festus, the Roman governor, and in front of King Agrippa. They had given Paul permission to speak freely and as part of his testimony, Paul is basically giving his testimony and preaching about Jesus. Now at one point when Paul mentions things like, well, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, Acts 26-23, that Christ should suffer, that he should be the first that should rise from the dead, and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. What was Festus' reaction? Paul, you are beside yourself. Much learning doth make thee mad. So, what do we see here? 
we see Festus. He is hearing the knowledge, the what? Is he accepting or rejecting the knowledge? He is rejecting the knowledge. When one rejects the basic facts, wisdom isn't possible. There's no reason to go to the how if they reject the what. That's when Paul, knowing through the Spirit that Festus has rejected the what, he turns his attention to Agrippa. And what does he say to Agrippa? Verse 26. For the king knows of these things, before whom also I speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him, for this thing was not done in a corner. So what is Paul saying here? Agrippa, you know the facts. You know the what. And Agrippa does. He's either one of two things. He is one, a very young man or child, when the events of Jesus are happening, therefore he would have at least a working knowledge of what is going on, or he has been briefed in his role of king as to what happened regarding Jesus. So when Paul says, you know this, Agrippa does know this. Now, what was Agrippa's reaction to all of this? Almost persuade me to be a Christian. He knows that with the knowledge he has, he must believe in this knowledge. That's the how. He knows the knowledge. But he rejects the wisdom. The wisdom of God is this. First fold. Believing in the Christ, the cross, the resurrection. There are many who know about the Christ, the cross, the resurrection. How? That becomes faith. Believing in the Christ, the cross, the resurrection. It is one thing to know. Satan knows there is a God. Satan knows there is a Jesus. Satan knows that Jesus died on the cross, shed his blood, and was raised from the dead by God the Father. So what? He knows. Does Satan have any wisdom? Absolutely not. If he had true wisdom, he would not have rebelled against God to begin with. He has the knowledge, but definitely not the wisdom. Know how. In Acts 27, the Apostle Paul's voyage to Rome. In one scene... The Apostle Paul goes 
to the Roman guard and the captain of the ship, basically, and says, you know what? This ship is going to have some major trouble. This is going to be a bad trip. What was the reaction of the captain? Basically, it was this. Who are you? You're a prisoner. You are a religious man. What do you know about sailing? You don't know anything. You have no knowledge of anything. Now, first, how does Paul know that things are going to go bad on the trip? Word of knowledge. The Lord gave him the knowledge. He is also giving them the wisdom on what to do with the knowledge. Don't leave the port. But the people who received the knowledge from Paul dismissed it and did not move to the wisdom. Now, those of us who are familiar with the chapter, we know what happens. Major storm arises. They're basically running around that area of the Mediterranean for quite a long time. And it looks like they're all done for. And that's when Paul said, basically in English, you should have listened to me. You should have listened to the knowledge that the Lord gave to me. And then you would have known the how to avoid this problem to begin with. They had the knowledge. They rejected the knowledge. They did not go to wisdom. So what happens? Paul gives them the new knowledge, which is, the Lord has told me to tell you this. This time, he's listened to. Why? Because sometimes people will only listen to the knowledge of God when it's a desperate situation. When it was not a desperate situation, those who were in charge of the ship, they weren't listening to Paul at all. They wanted nothing to do with Paul. But now, when it looks like this ship is going down and everything with it, now let's listen to this, Paul. Now, let's learn the wisdom or the how. So now, we see the what and the how being received in result. They make it at least to land. They lose the ship, but no lives are lost. Wisdom is important. So is knowledge. When we receive the knowledge, we need to know the wisdom as well. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Are we still here? 1 Corinthians chapter 2. First few verses. And I, brethren... When I came to you, came not with excellency his speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, 
say, Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. So when Paul arrives in Corinth, what's the first thing that he does? It's not to use man's wisdom to teach about the Christ, the cross, the resurrection. It is not to use man's how. It is to use God's how. And what is God's how? Demonstration of power. Are we together on this? When the power was demonstrated, those in Corinth knew that this message was true. When we preach the gospel, there must be a power aspect of it because this opens the door for us to receive the word of the living God. Are we still here? Verse 6. How be we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. I read that that way deliberately. This is not perfect. This is perfect or completed. Those who are believers in Jesus. Those who have received at least the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Yet not the wisdom of this world. Nor of the princes of this world. That come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God. So what is Paul preaching? The wisdom of God. God will reveal the what. He will reveal the how. He will reveal what needs to be done. He will reveal how to do what needs to be done. Let's keep going. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God no man knows but by the spirit of God. The knowledge or the what 
comes from who? God the Father through the Spirit. God the Father through the Spirit will reveal the what? To attach this to Solomon for a moment. God the Father will reveal what the good is. God the Father through the Spirit will reveal what the bad is. Now, let's apply the wisdom. God the Father will let the believers know how to do the knowledge. In this case, how to do the good. This goes beyond sin. This goes to the will of God in our lives. Knowledge. We need to know the what. Verse 12. For we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The how is revealed by God through the Spirit. It's one thing to know what is good. It's another thing to know how to use the good. It's one thing to know the bad. It's another thing to know how not to do the bad, how to avoid it to begin with. It's one thing to know. What do we do with what we know or the how? Both of these, for the believers, come from the Father through the Spirit. So let's go back to the beginning of the chapter for a moment. How did Paul know to come into Corinth operating in Holy Ghost power and not depending on man's knowledge? God revealed to Paul knowledge not to use man's wisdom. He revealed to Paul, how to do this. The power of the Holy Ghost. And even more than the general sense, when it comes to praying for people, the Holy Ghost will reveal the what and the how. What to do, how to do it. Knowledge and wisdom, as we mentioned when someone is called out in an audience, a lot of times there is a word of knowledge 
And that minister knows everything about that person. Knowledge. But the how, what to do next, that comes from the Spirit. Now the one receiving the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom, they have a choice in this. They can receive the wisdom. They are being told how. They can either accept it or reject it. Are we together on this? Knowledge, facts. That cannot be denied. But wisdom can be ignored. And that's where people run into problems. You see, God could very well reveal the what and the how. But if one does not do the how, the wisdom, then nothing is going to change. Verse 14. But the natural man receives the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, Yet he himself is judged of no man. So, let's look at this. We are not talking about natural knowledge or natural wisdom. With the gifts of the Spirit, we see that the Spirit is the one who gives the knowledge and the wisdom. This belongs to us as the believer. Let's look at Solomon as we start to wrap this up. Solomon, in the early days of his kingship, he has the knowledge and the wisdom. He receives the what to do, and he also receives the how to do it. But along the way, he begins to worship idols. The Lord sends a prophet, basically saying it's time to stop all of this. Solomon has the knowledge. What he is doing is wrong. He even has the wisdom Don't do this. Return to the Lord. Tear down the idols. Did Solomon truly follow the how or the wisdom of the Lord at the end of his life? There is a reason why the kingdom was divided. It was because when given the opportunity to follow the how, he didn't. And it wound up being disaster for Israel and Judah. It's one thing to know the what. It's another thing to know the how and then to do the how. Now, we as believers in Jesus, 
We saw Paul's prayers. Praying for what? Wisdom and knowledge. The what and the how. As we are about to enter this next year. The prayer of the Spirit for us as a church is simply this. We need to be praying for what God wants us to do and how He wants us to do it. I mean, I could stand up here and say a billion prophecies, which have not been given to me, by the way, and that would drive people to listen. Even if 90% of them weren't right, some would continue to listen. But the Spirit has a different message for this house at this time. We are to pray for the what. What does God want us to do next? And when we pray this, the Spirit will reveal to us what we are to do next. Then we are to pray for the wisdom how to do what God wants us to do. Now, here's the key point. You will receive the how. When God knows He can trust you to do the how. When Solomon no longer did the how, he was removed as king. An interesting line in reading those beginning sections about Solomon's dream and how he got wisdom. It said that if he turned his back on the Lord, he would not see long life. His life is cut short because he forgot the wisdom of God. The how. Are you getting me this evening? The how is important. We are to pray for wisdom and knowledge. What God wants us to do. How God wants us to do it. It's one thing to know the will of God. We need to know how to do the will of God. Our prayer, your prayer, needs to be as follows. Lord, we pray for wisdom and knowledge. Reveal to me by your Spirit what we need to do. But also reveal to me by your Spirit how to do what you want me to do. Why was Paul successful? Paul was successful because he knew the will of God, but he also knew how to do the will of God. If you look at any successful ministry, it's the same story. They know the will of God. The what? 
And they receive the how from God. Tonight, our prayer, your prayer for your private life, your personal life, your professional life, and your spiritual life should be the same thing. Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? When we get the what and the how, we're going to move into what God has for us in a mighty way. That we are to simply seek right now for the same thing that Solomon asked for at the beginning. The wisdom and knowledge of God. The what and the how. And then, when we receive the what and the how to do the how. Let's stand across the church tonight. Hallelujah.